Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, So happy to see a bishop. Thank you so much for ministry. Uh, Thank you so much for serving God, you and your family. We thank God for uh, this altar. Uh, It is doing amazing things in our lives. Uh, We cannot underestimate the power of beginning the day with God. Beginning the day with God. There's nothing better than this. Nothing better than this. I want to welcome everyone uh, who has tuned in and to wish you a great service. Uh, Today uh, is very special. Just like any other day is special before God. Today also is special. God is going to speak uh, expressly to us. And I'm humbled before the spirit of God to be used of God to communicate things that will be relevant uh, to where you are, that will be relevant to uh, your situation, that you may hear God concerning your time. And so I believe that this message today is going to be coming straight from the Holy Spirit. I humble myself before him that he may use me. Father, we thank you for this morning. We will profit from every word spoken today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as I minister, if anyone has a disease, let it leave their bodies in the mighty name of Jesus. Whoever has an ailment receives healing by the power of the Spirit of God. Let this service, O God, solve many things that at the end of the service, there will be testimonies from the word of God. We give you praise and glory. Let the spirit of revelation make things known to us as we listen to you, as we listen to you speak to us today. That's what we want, that you speak to us. Thank you for your power because I feel it. I feel your power in, in, the, in, the, in the very homes that, uh, that are receiving the word this morning. I see the power of God. I see the angelic ministry. I see you working. Father, I pray that this presence will continue to intensify even after the service by the power of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name we believe and pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, it's always an honor to, 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 to share on this uh, platform. And today, by the grace of God, I want us to uh, share on what I have titled, uh, what I've titled, an introduction to the spirit realm. An introduction to the spirit realm. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. An introduction to the spirit realm. I want us to read a verse in the book of uh, Proverbs, I believe. Proverbs chapter 26, verse, from verse 1, verse 1 and 2. An introduction to the spirit realm. Verse 1 and verse 2, he says, As snow in summer, and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly, for a fool. Verse 2 says, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, it says, so the curse causeless shall not come. It says, the curse causeless shall not come. What he's saying is that the curse can only come 
when there is a cause, when there is a reason, it says a curse causeless shall not come, which means whichever curse that comes to a man can only rest on that man when it identifies a reason, a cause. Curses don't rest until there's a cause for the curse to rest. It says, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causes shall not come. And we are talking about an introduction, an introduction to the realm of the spirit. An introduction to the realm of the spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in verse 2, he says, as the bad by wandering. You see, in the physical realm, we have the physical realm and the spiritual realm. We have the physical realm and the spiritual realm. Now, in the physical realm, we see birds wandering. In the physical realm, we see swallows flying. Because it's as the bird wandering by wandering and the swallow by flying. So in the physical realm, we see birds flying. We see swallows flying. What we don't see in the physical world is the curse. You see, when we enter into the realm of the spirit, we begin to see things like curse. A curse. It says, so the curse causes shall not come. It talks about the curse. Now, curses are not seen in the physical realm. Okay. So that's why it is important that a man is introduced to the realm of the spirit. Because when you talk about the realm of the spirit, this, that's when now we begin to talk about curses. Because curses function spiritually. Curses function spiritually. Now, when you are used to the, only the physical realm, you will stop at seeing birds flying. Which means you just see things moving. But you will not know why are things happening the way they happen, the way they're happening. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. There are many Christians who are living a carnal life. They can only explain things from the earthly realm. All their explanations come from the earthly realm. Now, there are seven dimensions of the spirit, seven of them. Seven. And I don't have time to even talk about the third and the fourth up to the seventh. We are only going to deal with just the first realm. Just the first realm. There are seven realms. But many people are only operating and are acquainted to the earth plane. They're only on the earth. Okay? The Bible says, for example, it says to be carnally minded is death. It says to be carnally minded is death. Now, carnality ends in this realm, the earthly realm. The moment you Cross over to the spiritual realm, you are no longer carnal. The Bible says to be spiritually minded. That means to be awakened to the realm of the spirit. It says it is life. To be awakened in the realm of the spirit. It says it is life and peace. But we shall also talk about the realm of the spirit. Because the realm of the spirit also uh, is, in, is in two. Okay? The realm of the spirit is in two. And we're going to talk about that. The realm of the spirit is in two. By the grace of God, when God allows, because I know we already by the beginning of the subject, we don't have time. By just the introduction of the subject, we don't have time. So there are seven dimensions of the spirit. Seven is the number of perfection. So we talk about the perfection of dimension. There are seven. There are seven. But many live in the first dimension. They are on earth. They're on earth. Now, when a man has not been awakened to the realm of the spirit, they are in prison already. 
It is a curse on its own for a man to be carnally minded. There are people who are suffering, not because of uh, generational curses. There are people who are suffering, not because uh, they, they are inheriting you know, a curse from somewhere or they are cursed. No. The curse, just being operating in the earth realm, locked out from the spirit realm, in itself works like a curse. Okay? Because you don't have access to another realm. You, you live on this earth. You see, when you, you, when you have challenges, you can explain them naturally. You, you have natural explanations for every situation. It means you are carnal. Okay? When something goes wrong, you run to Google to find out. Google should inform you what is happening. Google has never been in the realm of the spirit. Google will never inform you of spiritual things. Google only has earthly information. And if you live by Google, you are going to, you are finished. You see? The first curse that man is under is the inability to access the realm of the spirit. Okay? A man not having the ability to access the realm of the spirit. That's, that in itself works like a curse. Okay? Because the Bible says, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. Now, the knowledge he's talking about is spiritual knowledge. The knowledge of the spiritual. Okay? The knowledge of the spiritual. Because people, or people have knowledge, but they are perishing. So he's not talking about general knowledge. People are informed. People went to school. People who are dying went to school. People who are frustrated in marriages went to school. People are educated. People, they have knowledge. Okay? People have knowledge. You see? People have studied. Some people have even gone for master's degrees. But they are suffering with their master's degree. Why? Because they are locked up. They are imprisoned in the earthly realm. They are prisoners. They are on earth. They don't know that they are prisoners. They are not allowed to access spiritual things. Okay? They're not allowed to access spiritual things. And so they suffer for living in the earth. They suffer for living in the earth. Now, what happened in, in the Garden of Eden, when you go back to the Garden of Eden, even before we talk about the Garden of Eden, the Bible says, in the beginning, Genesis 1, 1. Let's, let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, he says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He created the heaven and the earth. That's Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Praise God. He says, he created the heaven and the earth. Now, many people, they live in the earth. They know nothing about the heaven. <laughs> the dimension I'm talking about is the earth. The other seven are, are part of the heaven. Okay? The first dimension is the earth of the seven. The other six are the ones of the heaven. Just God created the heaven and the earth. Many people, they only know issues of the earth. They know nothing about the heaven. They know nothing about the heaven. All their issues are earthly. When they're looking for the, prob the, the cause of their problem, they look for it in earthly information. They're looking for, uh, they, they go to the doctor to get information. The doctor, what is wrong with me? Okay. Now, the doctor also is trained in earthly things. So he will give you an earthly explanation. And when they give you an earthly explanation, you feel peace. You say, wow, the doctor told me it's, I'm, that I'm okay. So you are saying you're okay, relying on information of the earth. How many people have gone to the doctor and the doctor told them they're okay, but they don't feel okay? The doctor says, we have checked, but we have not found anything. We have checked, we don't see anything wrong with you. And the person feels like there's everything wrong with them. Why? There is information the doctor cannot access because none of his machines was trained to go in the realm of the spirit. Microscopes don't go in the spirit. Okay? Microscopes don't go in the spirit. They have not developed lenses that go in the realm of the spirit. They have lenses that go to the moon. Okay? I don't know that they actually they don't have that, that kind of lens. They just go to, they just send, you know, gadgets to the moon. 
they are able to go to the moon, but they, there are things in this very earth they can't see. They are able to go and see Mars. Mars is very far, but they can go there. They can go to Mars and see something. But then on this very earth, there are things they cannot see on this earth. Okay? Because the earth realm functions, for, for a man to function in the earth realm, all he needs are his five senses. For a man to function on this earth, all you need are the five senses. When you lose any of the senses, you lose touch. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. When you lose uh, the sense of sight, you lose touch, you lose contact uh, in, in terms of sight. You cannot see. So it means there are things you don't relate with because you, you are blind. So, so the five senses help you to function on the earth. When you enter into the realm of the spirit, it has nothing to do with your senses. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So you just need your five senses to be on earth. So now men have gathered information using five senses. Science is in the realm of the five senses. It is in the realm of the five senses. It has been, it is information that has been gathered by men of senses. And so the Bible says to be scientifically minded, it says it is death. <laughs> it says to be carnally minded. The carnal means flesh. Carnal means flesh. And flesh is the one that has the five senses. Any information you, you have received by the flesh, when you live by that information, you are the one the Bible describes as carnal. You see, which means you are fleshly led. You are fleshly led. You are fleshly led. You make your decision based on how you feel in your body. Okay? You make decisions based on the information you collected by your senses. Okay? You decide what you do based on your senses. So many people are living here. They are living. They are trapped on the earth. So you need to be introduced to the realm of the spirit. You need that introduction to the realm of the spirit. Okay? There is more to life than what you're seeing. You see? What things make you angry? What things make you happy? Okay? If what makes you happy is not spiritual, you are a carnal person. There are people who their anger comes from the realm of the earth. Their joy is from the earth. They are happy because something on earth has happened. They are angry because something on earth has happened. You get to a level where you go past being impressed by what is happening on the earth. You see? Because what the devil does for many people, he, he entertains them on earth. So they are trapped on this earth. Everything They think that their problem is earthly. You'll be shocked. Busy as the earth is, the realm of the spirit is busier. <laughs> when you go to the city and see how cars are moving, how people are moving, how people are opening their shops, just after this meeting, you are all going to go and open that shop or go and do that, that business. The business you see on earth is nothing compared to the business that is, do you know how many transactions are happening in the realm of the spirit? Business happening. In the realm of the spirit, they don't, there's no sleeping. <laughs> Here in this realm, you rest, you go to bed and sleep. But even when you go to bed, things continue happening in the spirit, spiritually. The realm of the spirit has no, they don't stop. It is business from morning to, if they don't even have simani morning, evening, in the realm of the spirit, it's work continue, busy, 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 busy. And also what we need to understand is that the people you see busy on earth, some are busy because of also the business that is taking place in the spirit is what is causing men to also be busy here on earth. <laughs> there are men who are busy on earth because of how busy things are in the spirit. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. You find a man driving his car but he doesn't know where he's going, honestly. But he's just driving around the city. Just driving, looking around, driving, driving, driving. He, he puts fuel. He goes to the petrol station, 
puts fuel. <laughs> he puts fuel. But he, if you ask him, where are you going? He can't tell you where he's going, but he must go. <laughs> he drives around the town. He doesn't know what's driving him. <laughs> what happens to many people is the devil stole the remote control. <laughs> they are being remotely controlled. Remotely controlled. You see a man moving, but in the realm of the spirit, there's a remote. <laughs> That's why the Bible talks about self-control. Self-control. You see? Self-control. It means you are the one supposed to have the remote of your life. If you lose that remote. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Hey, there are people who the remote was stolen. They're not the ones in in control <laughs> what the devil does when the child is born what the devil does he uses his parents or his environment to program him or her the information we give children or the information children access you know some of our children they access our phones they access these days uh, internet is available such kids they access phones they, they have our tablets, they have all these computers. And so they have access to information. And so the devil has a school and he has information. And some information is in people. Some other information is in, you know, on the internet. On internet is full of information. So the devil has information, which if a man will access, he will begin to be programmed, programmed, programmed. You see? And so the devil also begins to, to form his own remote based on the program he has, you know, put in a man, okay? So time comes, there's a time whereby you have to speak to somebody to, to make him angry. But time comes whereby a man can actually be angry and then nothing has happened yet. There's no reason why a man is angry, but he's just angry. Nothing has happened. Such people who become angry when no one has even said anything or no one has pushed them, or no one has offended them. A man who becomes angry when nothing has happened is under a certain kind of control. Someone has the remote. He just presses that button, tap, the guy becomes angry. He becomes angry. Let me show you something. Look at uh, a verse here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the book of uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, Ecclesiastes 7, Verse 9, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 9. Yeah, I see my wife has, has written something there. It talks about doctrines of devils. Those doctrines of devils, the, the devil cannot do anything in your life except he gives you his doctrine. Just like God. God also cannot do things in your life except he gives you his doctrine. If you don't receive God's doctrine, he cannot work in your life. Just like the devil. If you don't live by the devil's doctrine, he cannot harm you. He, the devil is powerless when you are ignorant of his doctrine. You see, when well, you don't know his doctrine, okay, you are independent of his operation. So he has to put you under a certain kind of training. Anyway, let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 9. He says, be not hasty in your spirit to be angry. He says, don't hurry up. <laughs> the people are, they hurry. Anger is near. Anger is like here, very close. <laughs> if you greet them, it can come out. <laughs> <laughs> just by greeting them someone can become angry because you greeted them <laughs> their anger is close very close if you push them before they, they before they, they they know that you're innocent in the pushing or not they are already angry okay if you train yourself in anger then the devil can take advantage of that you find that for you anger is a very easy thing before you, you slap people before you know it. you don't you, you realize it later that you have already slapped <laughs> no control. You are under some level of control. So the devil can use it to slap anybody without con contacting your mind. Okay? So it says, be not hasty in your spirit. Look at what happens. Be not hasty in your spirit to be angry, which means anger begins in your spirit. Anger begins in your spirit. Okay? Anger begins in your spirit. It says, be not hasty in your spirit to be angry. It says, for anger, look at this. Anger rests in the bosom of fools. Anger rests. 
Hi. <laughs> there is no more anger where someone has angered you. But it says, when you don't train your spirit, there is a spirit of anger. It says, that one, it can find a bed in you and then it sleeps. <laughs> anger rests. There are people who they are, they are angry, not because something wronged them, but anger. When, when anger got tired, it came in them and it slept. <laughs> there are people in whom anger just slept. So they're not angry because we have offended them, but something is sleeping in them. Something is sleeping. Something is sleeping. Anger just entered and slept. It says, and it rests, it says, in the bosom of fools. Okay? Which means anger and foolishness. Anger and foolishness are partners. Anger and foolishness are partners. So anger is one which opens the door for foolishness. Okay? Anger opens the door for foolishness. There are women who become angry in their, in their marriage and they pack out of their house. They say, I'm gone, I've gone, I've gone. I can't stay in this house. I, can't, I feel I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Then they go. After going, they begin paying very high costs <laughs> for, for going. <laughs> They realize, hey, I was a fool. <laughs> I shouldn't have left. <laughs> leave the children there, leave everybody there. Then when she leaves, then the devil occupies her place in her family. Okay? And then not only that, where she goes is trouble. Then she realizes she can't come back. Just because of one foolish decision that was birthed by the spirit of of anger, wanted to slip inside the bosom. <laughs> so you see, so on earth we think I'm offended, but in the spirit, there's a spirit of anger, a real spirit, a real spirit that enters a man and even sleeps. It lodges in a man. Okay? So it says, don't be in a hurry to be angry, which means at first it is not a spirit. Okay? At first it is not a spirit. But when you don't train yourself, to restrain from being angry, to restrain. Yes, there are things that cause anger, things that annoy. If you don't know how to restrain, then you create a room. When you create that room, the spirit of anger goes and brings a lorry with its bed, its clothes, everything, and shifts in the house and then sleeps. <laughs> and then, then from the day that spirit sleeps, then foolishness begins. You begin to make decisions over how you feel. Okay? So that's very important. So he gives you a clue. So there are people who are suffering because there's, there's, a, there's a spirit of anger operating. Now, when you are born again, of course, you cannot have a spirit of, of anger sleeping in you. No, born again, people don't have the spirit of anger. But the spirit of anger also doesn't have to come in you for it to control you. It can be in the house. That is why if you, if you fellowship a lot with people who are angry, you can receive it also. Anger, anger can also move. It's like flu. It's like flu and cough. When you enter an environment where people are angry, with time, it begins to corrupt also your own environment. You find yourself, there's just this anger. You, no one has wronged you, but somehow you feel angry. It means in the realm of the spirit, there is anger present. Okay? Now, let me show you something uh, in scripture. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hmm. Someone is going to be free today. So we're talking about an introduction to the realm of the spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 10, verse 21. Luke 10, 21. Luke 10, verse 21. He says, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. He rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. It seemed good in your sight. It says you have revealed them to babes. It says Jesus rejoiced in spirit. 
Now, what I said before, there are people who become angry or happy because of what happened on earth. But there is such a thing as rejoicing in the spirit. When the realm of the spirit is opened unto you, you begin to also be happy in that realm. Okay? Jesus here was not given something, was not given juice, then he rejoiced. He was not given money, then he rejoiced. Because some people, they, can, they don't become happy because they don't have money. Their happiness is based on whether or not they have received money. Their happiness is based on whether or not their husband has responded a certain way, or their wife has responded a certain way, or their, their children have responded a certain way. Their happiness is when things go right in the earth realm. Some men have shifted. They rejoice in spirit. They see things in the realm of the spirit and rejoice. <laughs> you, uh, now, like me, Pastor Masasi, you find I'm happy. I'm a happy man. Why? Because of the realms I, I spend my day in. The realms I spend my day in. I see th God shows me things and I find myself excited. You can find me laughing and then you ask me who has sent you money? Who has sent you mobile money? <laughs> no, not because of mobile money. There are things I see in the realm of the spirit that cause joy. Pastor Jesus said, I, I think, he said he rejoiced in spirit. He rejoiced. The Bible says that Abraham saw the day of Jesus and rejoiced. He saw the day. You imagine Abraham. It says he saw Jesus' day and he rejoiced. He saw the day when Christ would come. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He rejoiced. He had the physical need of a son. Oh, he wanted, he needed a son. But that need of a son did not stop him from rejoicing. He, he was seeing things in the spirit. He, says he saw the day of Christ and he rejoiced. Oh, hallelujah. He saw, he saw, what did he see? He saw, how, how did he see thousands of years ahead? He was, he had been introduced to the realm of the spirit. He knew spiritual things. Okay. He knew spiritual things. He was able to see in the spirit. And when he saw in the spirit, he saw things that caused him joy in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> People who are trapped here cannot tap into this kind of joy. If you're tapped in rent issues, you're tapped in marital issues, you're, you're trapped, trapped, you know, issues of your children. Oh, they haven't paid me. There's a woman who, who took my money. She has not brought it back. You are operating on the earth. When are you going to see thousands of years ahead? Abraham saw thousands of years ahead and he rejoiced. You need an introduction to the realm of the spirit to understand that there, are, there, is, a, there is joy in the spirit. The Bible says in your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your presence, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. Where is that presence? You see? Because people are going to work every day. What are they looking for? The end of what they're looking for is joy. If they're going to work, they want to get money, and after getting money, they rejoice. <laughs> the things that man is pursuing, the end of those things is joy. Okay? The end of what they're looking for is joy. Bible says, now, before you go to work, the Bible says, in his presence already, already before you go to work, it says in his presence, <laughs> in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Before you get that money, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Have you tapped into that joy? Or oh, you were waiting for mobile money. You were waiting for money to hit your account. Then you start rejoicing. So the devil knows how to control people like that. He ensures money does not come to your account. Because he knows that that one on the remote control, on the remote control, if he presses that money should be absent, you will not rejoice. So he presses that button of luck. Pa! So money doesn't come. Because he knows without money, you will not rejoice. And if you don't rejoice, the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the devil knows the only way to keep you weak, <laughs> the only way to keep you weak is to hide joy from you, to tell you that money is the one that will bring you joy, that a good husband is the one who will bring you joy. Good children are the ones who will bring joy. Listen, it doesn't matter how your husband is behaving, how your wife is behaving, how your children, is how children are behaving. If you tap into the realm of his presence, you will collect joy from there. And that joy, will fill the entire house and begin to solve problems. <laughs> so the joy of the Lord is your strength to fix your family. The joy of the Lord is your strength to fix whatever situation you're in. If you have a funny husband, the joy of the Lord will fix. It will give you strength to fix the man. <laughs> Just in your presence. Have you mastered this presence of God? 
living in the presence of God. Not this thing of, uh, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Then after we say amen, and then you go away. I'm talking about <laughs> living there, not, not visiting. Oh, Father, we have come. Where have you been? It's okay, come. It's okay, come. But when you come, stay. Where are you going? To work. No. <laughs> when you're going to work, go with the consciousness that I am going in that, in this presence, and I'm full of the, I tap into the joy of the presence. Because again, the people come in the presence of God, and after praying, they become angry. After prayer, just after prayer, the anger comes. <laughs> They're from talking to God. But immediately after praying, they become angry with the God that they're from talking to. <laughs> Can you imagine? I keep talking to God like this, but he didn't hear me. <laughs> Why didn't you tap into joy? Because before you, before he even had you, you had an opportunity to tap into the, the, the fullness of joy. He says in his presence is fullness of joy. Then he says, if you don't hurry to go away, he says at the right hand. <laughs> if you don't hurry to get out, <laughs> at, at his right hand, he says there are pleasures evermore. Because there are also guys who tap into the joy, but they don't know also how to access the, the, the pleasures. <laughs> they come, and very fast before, they come in the presence, and in a short time, they have gone. All they accessed was joy, but they didn't see the pleasures. Just, it, there are also pleasures evermore, pleasures. Which means, you, if you're a man of the presence of God, you can, uh, you can have pleasures all your life. You can have a pleasant life, pleasant life. A pleasant life is not because you have a new fridge. A pleasant life is not because you bought a new car. A pleasant life is accessed in the realm of the spirit. When you access ple those pleasures, you begin to have a pleasant life. Then by the time a car comes or if another fridge or another something comes, it finds a, a pleased you. You're not pleased because a car came. No, you're already pleased because you, you live in the presence of God. You're already full of joy before you get married. Before you get a husband, for you are already full of joy. So you're coming into the marriage full of joy, not to collect joy in the marriage. The people who entered marriage to collect joy in the marriage, you're joking. Marriage will drain you if you're a person who does not know how to draw joy in the presence of God. Marriage is everything. If it is business, it will stress you. If it is a marriage, it will stress you. If it is a family, it will stress you. Nothing is designed to bring you joy. Joy is found in the presence of God. The joy of things ends with those things okay it ends with those things when you receive money the end of that money is the end of your joy okay but the joy of the spirit the joy you get from the presence of god whether the increase or the loss of money does not affect it okay so the devil wants to keep you on earth here so that he can control your joy because he knows your joy is controlled by material things you are happy when you have money you're not happy when you don't have the money so you're, you're, the, the, the self-control was given out to the devil. It's no longer self-control. It is devil control, demon control, material things control. Okay? Material things are the ones controlling. You are, you are either happy or unhappy because of what you have or don't have. No. You tap in the realm of the spirit and you collect joy from there. They find you laughing. <laughs> and they think you just opened a new bank account and put uh, a million dollars. No. It's what we have on our account in the realm of the spirit that excites us. When you ask Abraham, what are you rejoicing about? You say, uh, I'm looking, I've just looked at a thousand years to come. Say, what? <laughs> That's why you're happy like this. <laughs> Abraham cannot explain his joy to the people of his day. When you ask Abraham, why are you laughing? He says, hey, hey, I just saw Pastor Masasi preaching the message on Shiro Tabernacle. <laughs> so, Shiro, what is Shiro? <laughs> Abraham said, oh, wow, 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 wow. This, he was able to see in the spirit. You see? His Isaac that he was to give birth to was in the realm of the spirit. God, the Bible says, God took Abraham out. He took him out of his house, took him out, and then he showed him the stars in the heavens. Why? Because God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? Now, it says, Abraham, don't operate so much on the earth. Come, I show you the heavens. Come, I show you the heavens. Because you want Isaac on earth, but until you are able to see in the heavens and understand what is in the heavens, you are not about to have an Isaac. <laughs> God took Abraham out and said, now look up. He looked up and saw stars. He says, uh -huh. have you seen the stars? He says, those are your children. He introduced him to a realm 
of the spirit using stars, which stars are in the heavens. So when you talk about the, an introduction into the realm of the spirit, we are trying to introduce you to say, now look up, look at the stars. As you look at the stars, you begin to see children. You begin to see children. Okay? Why did Jesus tell us, occupy till I come? You know, when uh, Pastor Ruben was praying, he says, occupy. You talk about occupying. Occupy what? Occupy what? In the realm of the spirit, there are places to occupy. These realms, I've talked about the seven realms. They are there for your occupation. Any place you don't occupy, I've told you, the realm of the spirit is more busy. There is no place that will be left empty in the spirit. If you don't occupy places, they will be occup the occupants will come. <laughs> <laughs> occupants will come and occupy any unoccupied space. Jesus said, guys, occupy till I come. Don't allow demons to occupy where they want. You be the ones to occupy. Okay? Occupy. So any place you don't occupy is occupied. Now, let me also share this with us. The Bible says that when a child is born, he is given angels. Okay? Let's, let's look at it. Children. Children have angels. Let's look at that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hmm. If you get the verse faster, to help us. Thank you, Lord God. Mark chapter 18, verse 10. Mark 18 verse 10. He says, take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. He says, when you see children, he says, don't despise them. Don't think they're just kids. Okay? He says, take heed. Be careful not to despise just because they are children. Because normally we normally tell children, go away. Go. Move. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I told him I'm also guilty. I say, get out. <laughs> As if they're small demons. Get out. These are not demons. Says, Take heed that you despise not one of these little. <laughs> so don't despise them just because they are kids. So don't despise them. He says, For I say to you that in heaven, look at this. It says, In heaven, they are angels. Okay? So children have angels. It says, In heaven, they are angels. Do always behold the face of my father, which is in heaven. Their angels behold the face of the father. Which means their angels give accountability. Their angels give accountability concerning the, concerning the, the children. They report. Angels give reports about children. So when a man is born in this world, he is given angelic ministry. At least every child has an angel. Okay? The only children that might not have angels are those who were dedicated to demons before. Okay, there are kids who are, you know, parents have their, their issues and then they dedicate kids to demons. So now those ones, you can't assign angels because already parents have, by their right as parents, decided that demons should be the ones ruling over the kid. Okay. Okay, they have decided that demons should rule over the kids. So those ones, angels are not, as, angels are unemployed because already parents have decided that these kids should be under demonic possession. Okay. But every child who's born into this world is given angels. Is given angels to take care of them. Okay? Now, as the child grows, as the child grows, okay, the behavior of the angels begins to change. Because the child is now introduced to information. Okay? The child is introduced to information. And that information, the child begins to behave according to the information is being given. And as they behave that way, their angels begin to respond differently. Because now the Bible says that children should obey their parents. Children should obey their parents. So if parents don't teach their children obedience, and the children begin to walk in disobedience, the angels cannot function the way they are supposed to function. Because the authority of a parent is above the authority of the angel. The realm of the spirit respects authority. It functions primarily on words and authority. 
the realm of the spirit functions primarily on words and authority, words and authority, words and authority. That's why you are able to tell a demon, get out, and the demon goes. Just by saying, get out. Because they operate by words. You say, get out, and the demon goes. Say, in the name of Jesus, out. Because in the realm of the spirit, they, the realm of, it is primarily governed by words and authority. If you have no authority in the realm of the spirit, you are finished. Okay? You are finished. So now, in, the, in authority in the realm of the spirit, now the first, the first realm of the spirit, it's actually called the realm of the spirit. You know, we have the earth, then we have the realm of the spirit. But in the realm of the spirit, we have now the other seven. But the first realm of the spirit, the first consciousness of the spirit realm, the parent's authority is, a, is higher than that of an angel. Okay? Is higher than that of an angel of the child. And so, if a child is disobedient to the parent, okay, the angels, they begin to withdraw, to withdraw, to withdraw, until the child learns to obey the parent. So, why is the, why is the uh, angel withdrawing? So that the child can get sufficient punishment for disobeying. So, the angel is not allowed to interfere the punishment. If the parent says, I'm going to punish you, or if... There is divine punishment on this because the Bible says if you obey your parents, you live long. Okay. So the angel that is given to you as a child is given to you so that you live long. But if you disobey your parents, the angel withdraws. So you might die early. Even though you have an angel, you can die early because your angel can withdraw because of how you are working in disobedience. So even the angels we are given, they begin to they read our behavior. As we respond to authority, say, hey, 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 then they extend. <laughs> they extend. Say, this one is unruly. Then they extend. Because they don't know how to respond to someone who does not know how to respond to authority. Okay? Your response to authority is what validates their response to your authority also. Okay? So... There's that time that is called the time of accountability. When a child is growing, they get to a place of accountability. Now, at that place, if they don't become accountable because of that age, because at that age, they should explain what they have done, what they have done. The moment they are not accountable enough, the angel cannot interfere. So also, when a parent blesses or curses the child, angels respond to those words. They are angels. Okay, when a parent curses a child, an angel, even though he's given to protect that child, given to prolong that uh, life, that that child's life, the angels cannot function. You see, we're talking about the realm of the spirit. So a child, if because this is a parent and he has authority over the child, when a parent curses, the angel withdraws to allow the curse to work because the angel's rank is below that of a parent. That angel who's given to a child. Is, that angel is, uh, is under also that kind of authority. If, if the parent blesses, the angel is empowered to do his work. Okay? Because the angel is there, present with the children, to, do, to help them do what they're supposed to do. Now, when the parent blesses the children, now that blessing empowers also the angels. Because the Bible says angels, they, they, they become strong when they hear the word of God. So when a parent declares that word of the Lord on the children, then the angels are employed to do those things in the life of these children. Okay? So the children, you find that the angels of these kids are active. So this guy grows up under angelic care. Okay? He grows up under angelic care. Now, also, these angels, now, the realm of the spirit I've gone very fast. The, the realm of the spirit has, is in two. The realm of the spirit is in two. So when we talk about uh, introducing you to that realm, there are people who are introduced in another realm. There are two realms in the realm of the spirit. There's the realm of darkness and the realm of light. Okay? Realm of darkness and the realm of light. Angels are in the realm of light. Demons are also in the realm of the spirit, but they're in the dark realm the realm of darkness. Demons function in the realm of darkness. Angels function in the realm of light. 
No, so, sorry, angels. Yeah, angels function in the realm of light. Demons in the realm of darkness. Are we together? Angels, they function in the realm of light. Demons in the realm of darkness. In the realm of darkness. Now, what happens? Yes, I see uh, Bishop has told us about that. He says they are our ministering spirits. Angels are our ministering spirits. But you see, we can interfere with that ministry. We can interfere with that ministry by how we respond to God. Okay, and his ordinances. We can either empower or encourage that ministry of the angels or interfere. Okay? So when a parent curses a child, for example, demons are the ones who are in charge of curses because curses are taken care of by the realm of darkness. The realm of darkness is the one that, that uh, executes the curses. So the Bible says, a curse causeless shall not come. A curse without a cause. Now, when a parent curses a child, the cause, the reason is that the parent has the authority. So demons have the right to now bring the curse and make it rest on the kid. Why? Because the parent had that right. Okay? So the, ch the child is opened to a wrong realm of the spirit. And then demons have a right because of the curse of the mother or the curse of the father to operate in the life of this child. That's what the Bible says that train up a child in the way he should go that when he is old, he will not depart from that way, okay? Because when you train them in the things of the spirit, you open the realm of light. When you don't train them, the devil knows also how to open for them the realm of darkness. So there are some Christians who know they, they have been introduced to the realm of the spirit, but they have been introduced to the dark realm. All they know is demons, 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 demons. The realm of the spirit is in two. There's the realm of light and the realm of darkness. Some believers go to church and all they hear is what is happening in the realm of darkness. The devil is doing this. The devil is doing this. There's a demon. This, there's this demon. There's this demon. Also, there's another demon. This demon is like this. Then the other demon is like this. So you find that, yes, they have been introduced to the realm of the spirit, but all they know is the devil, the devil. The, you ask them about angels, they know nothing. You ask them about the power of God, they know nothing. All they know is the power of Satan. So to them, they feel Satan is more powerful. Yet this Satan who they call powerful, with our word, we just say, Satan, get out. Jesus would say, get behind me, Satan. That word was enough to put that powerful devil behind. The devil, people who call powerful, oh, the devil is very powerful. Jesus would tell him, get behind. He would tell him, just go behind me. And Satan would say, yes, sir. And then he goes behind. <laughs> the devil you call powerful, that is the one leading America. Oh, there's the devil. The devil is now the one running America. America is under satanic. Yes, I understand. It could be actually under satanic control. But that devil who's controlling America, you can tell him to go behind you and he goes there. Yet he controls America. <laughs> Jesus told him, I know, I know you can control America, but get behind me. <laughs> you are in higher rank than the devil that is controlling America. If America at all is in any kind of control. Of course, there are people who the devil has introduced also in the realm of darkness to operate for him in high places. So now a child, when a child is blessed, that blessing, the angel, he is open to the realm of light. So angels now take the responsibility to begin taking care of this child, to put him in the way he should go, to ensure that he is not harmed by anything. Okay? Then there are children also who are marked by God. And God tells, God tells these angels, ensure that this kid doesn't matter which foolish decision he makes, protect him because of the future I have for him. It doesn't matter how many stupid decisions he makes. If, if he goes to the bar and drinks like a fool, remain there on the bar with him. <laughs> hey, the kid drinks, drinks. Every parent, the parent lose, the parent said this one, you will never become anything. Let's just forget. <laughs> Let's wait for the day we shall bury him. And to their amazement, one day, <laughs> the guy who was going to die, hey, he's an apostle now, <laughs> preaching to the world, causing revivals in cities. But this is the guy who everyone in the village said, this one, the father made no sense. <laughs> but those ones, God said, this one, this one is marked. If he goes to the bus, stand with him there. <laughs> If he sleeps in the bar, sleep in the, the angels, they don't want to be in the bar, but because of that man, <laughs> they stay in the bar. Say, mm, our boss today, <laughs> our boss is knocked out, <laughs> marked from the foundation of the world. This one, they, no one should touch him because of the future, the kind of future. <laughs> Praise God. 
<laughs> some of us God, if God had not marked some of us, hey, we were gone. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So now also, these things of ranks, when you are introduced in the realm of the spirit, also one thing you, you are introduced to, the one of the first things you're introduced to in the realm of the spirit, eh, our time has gone. One of the first things you're introduced to in the realm of the spirit is ranks. That's one of the first things. The moment you are introduced to the realm of the spirit, the first thing you have to be educated about is ranks. How did you get born again? The Bible says, if you shall confess with your mouth because confessions that's a realm of, that's a something that is very important in the realm of the spirit if you shall confess doesn't matter if you speak a billion words if you never confess jesus you will never be born again you have to make a specific confession it says if you if you confess that jesus is what lord if you shall confess with your mouth the first thing you confess to access the realm of the spirit is lordship what is lordship rank okay you are introduced first to rank you begin to understand ranking. Why? Because I say the realm of the spirit primarily functions with words, confessions, and authority. So when you get born again, you come under an authority. Okay? You come under, you, uh, you, you declare the authority of Jesus. Okay? Now, Jesus is not Lord because you said so. He's already Lord before you say so. But when you declare him to be Lord, you know you begin to participate in the realm of the spirit, the realm of light. You see, you come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, the moment you, you make Jesus Lord, it means you become a property of the government of heaven. When you become a property of the government of heaven, the devil loses hold on you. Okay? The devil lost his hold on us when we changed the lordship. Before we changed the lordship, he was, the devil was our lord. He was the one who was controlling us, telling us to go here, go there, you, commanding us to do his work. But now we are under a different boss. His name is Jesus Christ. The devil lost his host, his hold on us. We no longer belong to him. Now Jesus is Lord. Now, because Jesus is Lord, you have to also learn about this lordship of Jesus. Learn how Jesus rules, his lordship, his ranking. Because in the kingdom of Jesus, there are ranks where which you have to begin learning. Because if you don't learn these ranks, like I said, like for example, children, if children do not learn the authority of parenthood, then it begins to cut short their years. If they had years to live ahead, the angel is there to ensure that this child lives up to 99 years. But the disobedience keeps cutting the years down, cutting the years down, cutting the years down. Okay? So if it works in the, the physical realm of parenthood or physical parents, it also works in the realm of the spirit. Okay? Obedience to spiritual parents is more serious than the natural obedience. When you obey spiritually, if you lost years having disobeyed your physical parents, you can receive extra time obeying spiritual parents. Even though you don't know much in the Bible, but if you are a humble person, you can add to your years listening to spiritual parents. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me show you something, for, uh, for example, in the book of... Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Um... Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter 11. First Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 10. First Corinthians 11, verse 10. He says, <clears throat> For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Okay? In that chapter, he's talking about women submitting to their husbands. And he says, the reason as why the women should have you know, power on their head, what he talks about power of the head is the control to have to be covered, for the woman to be covered. He says, the woman ought to be in submission. He says, why? Because of angels. So the submission of a wife to the husband, he says, has a connection with angelic work. Okay? It has a, it has a connection. So it's not a matter of women and women emancipation. Oh, Simani, oh, men, men are, have, are ruling over their husband. It has nothing to do with that argument. It is spiritual. He says, 
if a wife will behave a certain way to the husband, angels also, the behavior of angels will change. They say, eh, eh. They say look at this madam. They say, <laughs> say, madam, then they extend behind. <laughs> it says because of the angels. So the humility of the wife alone also affects the angelic activity. Okay? It says in marriage, for example, in marriage, it says, if you, if you have issues in marriage, it says, you will hinder prayer. Understand? It says, lest your prayers be hindered. It says, learn, this, learn to, to, to how to run a marriage. It says, if you don't know how to run a marriage, you will close your prayer realm. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. That was, when God looks at how you're handling each other, this is how the man is handling the wife. And now the wife also is responding to the husband. It says, ah, these ones, mm, they're not ready. When you begin to pray, it says, ah, I can't hear you. As when you pray, God says, unmute, unmute. <laughs> because he's, he's seeing the way the husband is treating the wife. And now the wife is also responding to the husband. So that, that realm, when you pray, God says, mm, unmute. <laughs> says, I can see your mouth, is, I can see your lips are moving, but uh, we can't hear. We can't. <laughs> huh? You call your wife some funny name, and God says, hey. I can't tell what what, what are they saying? <laughs> you you the, your place your whole place you place you have pressed mute. <laughs> so as you pray, you say, yeah, we can see that as if they are praying, they are kneeling down, they are praying, but we cannot receive the requests. The requests are not coming. The requests are not coming. Requests... <laughs> you are functioning carnally. You are not you are not operating in the realm of the spirit. So because you're ignorant of the realm of the spirit, you lock the realm of the spirit, and nothing is happening for you. You are muted. <laughs> It's like when I'm preaching here, and me, I think I'm preaching, but guys, you guys are not listening to anything because I, I forgot to unmute. <laughs> so every time you're angry with your wife, angry with your husband, you press mute. In the realm of the spirit, you are mute. You can't talk. <laughs> so it's, and it says, women, it says, ensure you are covered because the moment angels see your head, they withdraw. And then demons can occupy the place which demons left. No, the, the place where which angel, if the angel steps away, the demon steps there. Because in the realm of the spirit, it is busy. If the angel moves away, the, angel, the demon occupies. <laughs> it's busy. The, the, the whole thing is busy. There's nothing like an occupied space. That says, give no place to the devil. The moment your angels move back, the demons uh, occupy. And when demons occupy, some mar mar marriage problems, they don't happen because a husband did this, or the children did this, or the wife did. No. It's because of the place angels moved away and demons occupied. Because of how we handle each other. That's why the Bible says, walk in love. Oh, hallelujah. It says, walk in love. Praise God. Praise God. Time, 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 time. As always, Pastor Masas never has time. <laughs> hey! Me and time, uh, we are going to have dinner and agree uh, on certain things. Praise God. But... This was just an introduction. If, if, if God permits, we shall continue to open these realms. There are seven. There are seven. Now, don't go out there to look for those. Say, to, uh, let me go and look, at, uh, look for the seven dimensions. Because many men of God, they are attempting to open those realms. Don't just go for those realms. Wait for us to teach them. If you run to those realms, you might get lost. <laughs> and to recover you, hey, it's important. Allow us to teach you. Let us take you there, realm after realm. If, you're, if you feel like we're confusing you, go back to the word. Not be in a search for the seven dimensions. You go and look for seven dimensions, and a certain man will confuse you, take you to certain teachings. You, you become deep, but deeply lost. <laughs> Praise God. But I want, I want to stop there and pray with us. And pray with us. Let's pray a very, a very short prayer. Speak to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's speak to the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the introduction to the realm of the Spirit. When you teach us, we get to know. And when we get to know, we are free where we were bound. We are released. Because the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When you speak to us, it introduces to us liberty. And now that we know that there's a realm higher than this one, teach us to occupy. Teach us to occupy our places. That the devil will not control our families for us, because we have not occupied that place. Teach us to occupy the place where we can control our families, a place where we can occupy our lives, that we may have that remote control for our life, that we will be the ones to determine how, where to go, what to do, 
and what not to do by our own self control that you give to us oh god thank you lord god keep teaching us lord god as we read the word open these realms to us by the power of the spirit of god and as you teach us our spirit will be humble to receive the teaching we give you praise and glory in jesus name we believe and pray amen and amen and amen praise god god richly bless you Thank you so much for listening to this sermon, and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time.